Welcome to the Specify Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Tats Nakagawa of Castagra Products. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and construction industry. Today's guest is Christy Powell and Angela Gardner from Women Talk Construction. So Christy, Angela, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks Thanks for for letting us share today with you. We're excited about this conversation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I see you everywhere on every platform. So I, uh, you know, I know you're doing so many different things, but I have so many questions around uh, what you're doing. Cool. We like questions. We like to be the one answering sometimes, <laughs> and not the ones like asking the questions. Yeah. Well, one of the things I noticed, uh, Christy, about your background, and you have you have a firefighting certificate. I do. <laughs> I do. I kind of fell into that. It was, it's a long story, but long story short, there was a fire at a refinery I worked at and nobody knew how to drive the fire truck. And I had a little girl at the time and I was concerned about it blowing up the whole town because the fire was at the catalytic reforming unit. It could have easily blew up the town. And, you know, I'm a take charge kind of gal. Like I called the president the next morning of the refinery and said, what the world is going on around here? Why does nobody know how to put out a fire? And so I ended up being the lead of, you know, just us pulling together a program. So that was really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, there must have been some takeaways from that because that's not your usual course you take. What's the lesson you learned from getting that training? Something I shared earlier, which I don't know if this is a lesson or not, but it, it was a big confidence builder for me. One of the things that I learned after we went to Texas A&M to get certified was some of the men, the boys, men, boys, we were all fairly young at that time, said to me that I had, how do I say this on a podcast? I know. (laughs) So I had more gumption or no, I had less fear, less fear than any of the men they knew. And so that was a real confidence builder for me. And, and at that point, I probably learned something about myself, which was I, I react very well under the utmost of pressure. Like I can calm everybody down. It's a gift. I didn't even know I had. And that's probably why I was good at it. I was an adrenaline junkie anyway. So nothing scared me, but being able to be in a scary situation and calm everybody else down was something that I found out later was really, you know, from others, you're great at that, right? Like nobody panicked. You told everybody where to go and what to do. And, and it was kind of a, it was not something I thought through. It just was natural. So yes, learned a lot about myself during that time of my life. <laughs> awesome. Now, Angela, are you an adrenaline junkie? Mm, no, but I have been under different types of pressure. And I, I feel like just parenting can. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> it's God, like the you... worst pressure, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> or the best. Yeah. Let's, let's change and, that. Yeah. And I've run companies. And so, and I, and I've had to deal with things under pressure that have come up. And so, you know, sure. It's not somewhere where I would love to be, but I tell you, yes, you get growth that you obtain from it is amazing and you yeah it's incredible so I mean I wouldn't shy I wouldn't tell anyone to shy away from it that's for sure so Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But I'm not an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> I, I'm not either. So <laughs> the older I get, the less of an adrenaline That's why we, junkie. We're, we're I am. so great together because <laughs> yes. we're so kind of opposite in so many ways. <laughs> when your knees start hurting, it's like hmm, maybe I shouldn't be an adrenaline junkie anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so so Christy, going going to your background, you have quite a diverse background. Mm-hmm from i guess is it engineering side to sales like how yeah. not everyone yeah. makes that transition walk me through <laughs> no. that so honestly i i was very interested in accounting you know i i worked in an accounting practices for pretty much out of high school and worked for accountant's office i was an accountant at one point and I ended up at a marathon oil company and because of my i love math really love math engineering is all math. Didn't know that. Right. I just kind of jumped in there and said, Oh, you're analyzing stuff. I can do that. Right. And so it was one of the best places to work in Southern Illinois at the time. So I just, you know, the job seemed like something I could do and I'd never done it before. And it was analyzing injection wells is what I was doing. But what ended up happening was I was on the engineering team by the time we, you know, we created programs. I learned how to code. I did some computer programming for our engineers. And so the next thing you know, I was an engineering tech. (laughs) So it just kind of flowed into that. Yeah. So I loved it, but it got boring after a while because you can only analyze so many water injection wells before it's like, what else am I going to do? And I've always been very curious once I learned something completely, it kind of feels like it's time for me to move on. So a new refinery started up in town. We actually took it out of mothball and the refinery was looking for an assistant CFO. And I applied for that and ended up in the lab. And that's where I was when the fire caught on. So I was working a night shift in the lab and nobody was there to run the fire truck. So, you know, I just felt like it was something I needed to learn because I wanted to keep myself and my kids safe in our town so that we wouldn't blow up the town. That's a great goal. (laughs) (laughs) And the refinery was under construction. I found a desire, I I guess I could just share that out there. I'd never been around construction before. And I loved watching all of the remodeling going on in each one of those catalytic reforming units and the, you know, the tanks that we were building and making sure that they were flowing process. The process was going well. Is that where you saw your first set of blueprints? No, no, I hadn't even been there yet. No, no. But I thought it was very cool. Just the, you know, just the construction atmosphere. I loved it. I loved it. And I was always talking to the superintendents and telling them they were doing a great job and enjoying what they were doing. And they would like take me under their wing and say, oh, this is what we're doing today. And I thought it was very interesting. So that's awesome. Well, you're always learning now, Angela, you just mentioned briefly about starting businesses. That's a, you know, there's a constant learning battle there. I mean, you, you have a few things that you started. Tell me about them. Well, well, how I got into it was I grew up with two entrepreneurs, my granddad, a plumber, and my dad's an architect. He owns a e-commerce stockhouse plan company. So of course that's innate in me because I grew up around them. And then I also grew up going on job sites. And now I, I didn't want to land in construction. I actually wanted to land in fashion, but it didn't work out that way. And so I think actually when I graduated, there was a recession. And so I you know, I lived in New York City for a little bit, but then I moved back home and I couldn't find a job. So I just, I started helping dad and I ran blueprints and 
you know, kind of in a family business, you do what you just have to, you do what you do. And, and then you learn. And I was lucky enough to, you know, that I got to bounce around in a bunch of different areas, you know, from customer service to marketing, to HR, to just, you know, and even understanding what the designers looked at in order to design a house plan. So, and then, I, you know, I worked my way up to president. I worked there for 18 years and I ran it for 10 and during the great recession. So yeah, that, that's been my life. And then of course, you know, that was residential and now I kind of moved into commercial and industrial. And, you know, for me, just being a part of a really cool team has meant the world to me. And that's what I would encourage anyone is find a place where you feel lifted up and where you feel like you're making a difference and, and life will be so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so true. Sure. Now, originally, I, I found you both on is uh, Women Talk Construction. I don't know who, who I should direct it to, but how did that all start? I'll let you answer that, Angela. Really? You want me yeah. to? Okay. So I'll start a little bit from the beginning, but I'll, I'll quickly get to it. So in 2018, a friend of mine and I, Pierre, started Women, women Construction Forum. We found that just women loved being together and, sh- and sharing stories. So... Um, when COVID hit the pandemic, you know, we were kind of all isolated. And of course, on my job is marketing. So I'm on the computer a lot and I'm on LinkedIn a lot. And so I found Christy on LinkedIn and we are only like 30 minutes away from each other. Yes. Wow. Is that not? Yeah. And so I found her there. We got to be friends. She might share a little bit more about this story. That's interesting, but we got to be friends. And then over the year, you know, over, I guess in the end of 2021, we decided that we were hearing all these stories because mm-hmm. she was also part of that group. We wanted everyone else to hear them. And plus she travels stories. all over the world or, you know, the U.S. and was hearing them too. And so we were like, we need to share with everyone and even our men counterparts, you know, how they lifted up other women and and worked in the industry. So that's where it all came from. But I'll let Christy share a little bit about like some of that part too. That's interesting. Yeah. So when I found Angela and Rachel, Angela specifically, I was in a sales role for 27 years with a few companies, but I was with 84 Lumber at the time and my customers loved it. It's it's really where I landed because they're so good at helping people. But I had the opportunity to take the role that I have now, which is the WBE Enterprise Department. And we're a women owned company. And I was scared. I was really scared to take the leap. I'd been working with men my whole life, right? Didn't sell to any women because I didn't even know there were women builders back then, I guess. But I didn't want to do it without asking someone's advice. Angela and I had just become friends. She looked like she was handling business development. And I thought that's probably going to be a lot of my role is business development in that role. So I'm just going to ask her what she thinks. So I just jumped out there and asked her and we ended up meeting for coffee or yeah, somewhere anyway, you know, and at one point she said, just go for it. Why not? You know, so that gave me a little bit of confidence to be able to take the role. But then once I started hanging out with those wonderful women in our group that think like I do, that deal with the same things that I do, that wear the same clothes that I do, it didn't feel uncomfortable. It felt like home. Mm -hmm. And that confidence of being surrounded by other women and men who accepted me, gave me the confidence to be able to do the things that I was created to do 
which, you know, is all in line with Jesse Hernandez as, um, you know, but that was exactly what happened. I felt good enough about myself because I had a tribe of wonderful people supporting me that, you know, what has been hidden inside of me for years, I was able to you know, do something with, and obviously the podcast, you know, us helping people there. And then we have a nonprofit called women confidence builders. And it's all about creating the space that Angela and Rachel created for women in construction, but creating it for all women and all men who struggle with confidence so that we can all help each other and lift each other up. So it was huge for me. It it literally brought out all the goodness inside of me because I wasn't just performing a role anymore you know, a sales role. So that's how we met. And we wanted to tell the stories. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, Angela, you know, what I saw, it was just extreme support and growth with Women Talk Construction. Did it, you know, flow out of the gate or was it slow or how? Yeah. You know, oh what was my it like? goodness. We just, our last guest actually gave us a big well, we thought it was huge award and accolades on social, like within three months. And we mm-hmm. were named in this top 11 podcast of construction. Not um, women, top 11. Construction. Yes, yeah. just construction. So we felt like that was a huge honor. Very, we were Sorry. just three months old. <laughs> I mean, we, I looked at your questions and they're, you know, I guess for your typical guests that you, you know, you ask and, you know, we certainly did a lot of those, you know, a lot of processes that Christine are already used to being having that entrepreneurial type mindset and just planning and moving along. We did that with women talk construction, mm-hmm. but you know, part of that too is not knowing, right? Because when you start a company, you really don't know where it's going to go and you kind of got to test it and see, and that's kind of what we wanted to do. But I mean, we knew we had something pretty special. So, I mean, and then, you know, we, all of the followers, I mean, I am still amazed at how many followers we get. And then, I mean, Christy just sent me a text last night. We're always updating each other because we feel metrics are very important. We need to know what we're doing and how we're doing it because we know if we're reaching, you know, and, and answering what our audience wants to hear. Yes, we are. I mean, yes, like, It just keeps growing and growing. It is mind blowing. We just had our first celebration dinner last weekend. All of our families got together and we, we, we had a lot of milestones, the 50th episode, 5,000 downloads. We had another milestone yesterday. We doubled our weekly downloads for the first time. So pretty exciting stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. So exciting. But uh, Christy, you, you sparked my curiosity earlier by saying uh, you said your role now is WB, right? And mm-hmm. he's on or something. Is that a new role? I'm not familiar with what what's involved in that because I'm not so, I don't see that as a typical role. In it is not. I think I'm the only one in the country. It feels like that way. We are women owned and we are the largest privately held building supply company in the United States. So I handle all the women owned business for the company. And that can mean a lot of things that we help our salespeople understand what that means being a woman business enterprise and being certified. I help some of our men connect with women who are in the building industry. Selling to a female is different than selling to a male. Sometimes they want advice. They want help. We do a lot of government sales through our company. And a lot of those government sales require a WBE certification. And so we support that. I have a team, a small team, just Alex and I, but we 
we just do whatever our company needs. And we're run by a woman who's a serial entrepreneur, Maggie Hardy Knox. And every time she finds a need, she just sets up a company and, and fills it herself. Right. So instead of how many companies, does she- oh my gosh, a lot a lot. And she just, it makes sense, right? We have our own insurance company. We have a sign shop. We have a logo shop. We have a travel agency, you know, why farm it out when you're a serial entrepreneur and you know how to do it, right? Set up the company and, and do it yourself. So it's been really cool and very inspirational for me, you know, it, and probably part of why I, you know, was able to jump out there on the podcast and the nonprofit was watching Maggie. She was very inspirational and, you know, why not do it? You just like Angela told me when I was going to thinking about taking a job, why not do it? Right. Now, Christy, don't you help minority businesses too? We do. Um, okay, yeah, that's a good that, point. That is yeah. a good point. So one of my, one of my key roles is being able to help small women, minority owned businesses grow. We have a lot of general contractors that need them and they need them with capability and capacity. And we, we, if we meet people, they're going to be in a place where they have capability and capacity or they wouldn't be there. So we're actually connecting those folks with the general contractors who need that on participation levels on job project on, on projects. Yeah, so we've been sure. able to do that. We've been, it's a huge asset for our GCs, for our customers. Wonderful. Now question for Angela. Now you're, you know, being in the role you are, you know, with your company or the podcast, you must get a lot of women approaching you asking questions. What are the common questions that you hear and what is your answer? Well, I think Christy and I both get a lot of questions. Well, for me, it would be, you know, how do I get connected here? How do I transition into a different role? If they're starting a a company, they, you know, ask me, what do I need to do here to, what are the good processes to start a company? A lot of transitioning happening too with females in our industry. That's happening. Those are questions. That's what I see. Chrissy, you want to add anything to that? Yeah. We also get a question that I think probably needs to be on a podcast. And that is, people aren't treating me the way I need to be treated. What do I do next? Right. Right. And a lot of times we don't give advice, leave a lot of times. I I don't know about Angela, but a lot of times we give the advice of, let me see how I can help you. Let me see how we can reframe your, your questions or reframe your statements to help you grow during this challenging time, because, you know, we could hop back and forth to a lot of jobs and that's not really going to fix it. Right. We sometimes just need to learn, you know, sometimes you need to just sit in it and learn how to just handle the conversation in a way that's good for everybody. Good for the person who isn't speaking well, good for the person who's being spoken to that way, good for the company, good for you personally at home. And the reason I feel that way is because that happened to me. I had to find a way to make it work. And when I found a way to make it work, that gentleman is now one of my best friends. So if I had not made myself work through whatever challenge we had there, I would have lost a very dear friend like that I didn't even know I had. So 
a lot of times we say things and we do things in our industry that we think is one-sided, but it's not. And if we look at it from the other person's perspective, we can seem to understand, oh, that wasn't really against me, or that wasn't really about me. That was about something else that gentleman or that lady was dealing with that day that affected the conversation that I was in. I shouldn't take things so personally, right? So a lot of times when we have ladies that come to us about that, I I try really hard. And I think Angela does too, to try to determine, you know, where's this coming from? What's the perspective of the person that you might be challenged with? And how can we work through this? Yeah, solutions. So that the next young lady can start that job and maybe you can do something for them that you didn't even know you could do, right? To make it better for the next the next young lady that starts working there. I think mm-hmm. now's a good time to ask Tats to answer that question too. That is a good point. Because I would like to know, I've, I watch your Instagram and I guess they're on Instagram, TikTok, your shorts, and I love them. But, and I'm sure you get lots of questions. So what are some common ones for you or who reaches out to you? And I mean, is it people yeah. wanting to be entrepreneurs and- could, yeah, I mean, I think the people I relate to the most is I'm like, although you see me on video a lot, I'm an introvert, right? Like I've always been, We're <laughs> Angela, you're shaking your hand, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. And I, and I, I have a story that I, I commonly tell. It's just, it's related to um, when I was in grade eight, I went to the school where I had to either take band or drama and I hated the idea of drama so much, you know, doing something in front of people, how silly I'm going to look. I ran as quickly as I can, could to um, to band class. And but there was there was a few problems. One is I didn't play an instrument and I couldn't read music. I mean, usually when you go to school, you go to school to learn, except for band, you kind of have to show up with preparation yeah yeah um but I thought maybe you know my parents are very musically talented you know my dad plays guitar my mom plays piano my sister plays really good piano I thought maybe it's in the family genes and I'll discover something right so class starts I'm so disruptive you know and uh, on top of that you know I I picked the worst instrument for me I thought it was a good idea to pick the trumpet because it only had three keys and <laughs> what I didn't realize is less keys means more work more skill and so I was so bad they shoved me in the band equipment locker room in the back to practice by myself and you know I was hanging my head in shame I was making horrible noises like hey <laughs> And I realized, well, maybe this is okay because the semester will be over. People will forget that I'm here and I will never, ever talk about this again. (laughs) And I distinctly remember just before the end of the semester, a teacher coming in and saying, in order to pass this class, you have to perform in front of the entire school. (laughs) My face uh, face went white. I don't think I felt my legs. And when the teacher, uh, you know, stepped out, I ran to a friend of mine and asked what am I supposed to do? And he gave me this kind of half sad face and said, pretend. <laughs> Band day comes. I'm staring at the entire school. It, it could have been 20 people in drama class, but I'm staring at the entire school and I wasn't good enough to pretend. And I made a complete fool of myself. And since then, I've been trying to figure out how to challenge myself to do speeches, 
I even got, you know, pushed into doing stand-up, which was terrifying, and the podcast. And every time I do something new, it's uncomfortable, it's awkward. And if I stop doing it for a while, it's like a muscle, right? Like it kind of, so Mm -hmm. putting stuff out there, even when I don't want to push publish is just a way for me to just keep that side and keep that going. And of course, no need to force it. But I think when it comes down to goals, I have like you two wanting to make an impact. Yeah. It's hard to just stay in the back and make an impact. You kind of have to put yourself out there. And that's just kind of the thing that I kind of have to do. So I, I, you know, I know introverts are roughly 40% of the population that has some different type of introvertness. And I relate closely to that. And also being an entrepreneur, there's quite a bit of benefit of finding different ways to put yourself out there. And I've convinced myself that when I put a video out there, it's just one person that I'm talking to, or when I'm doing one of these podcasts, it's not going to many people that we're just having a conversation. And, uh, you know, I ignore the fact that it's being recorded. So those are the type of conversations I probably relate to the most where someone is just saying, like, just kind of struggling to put themselves out there, Mm -hmm. but they want to make an impact. So just do it. I like it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you've grown a lot from that too, haven't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been helpful, right? I think in order to, when you expand your comfort zone, you connect with more people and, and more conversations start and that, that helps. So whenever I feel a little too comfortable with what I'm doing, then I'll look for the next thing, not to like torture myself all the time, but just (laughs) the next thing that just kind of, and if I feel a little bit of resistance, you know, that one time I, I ran the other direction, well, you know, many times when you run in the opposite directions, you might find something worse. So I could try to be curious about why that's bothering me. And if there's really uh, anything to be concerned about, and why don't I just push in that direction and expand that just because it's a bit uncomfortable. So do you feel like, I feel like since I started growing that now I'm addicted to growth. So if I'm too comfortable, it's like I'm bored or something. Yeah, I don't know. Bored. It's like, why, why am I feeling so comfortable? Why, why am I in this space? Oh, oh, I need to challenge myself again. Yeah. And I find that, yeah. Is that normal or is that not normal? Do well, you feel I, that way I think too it, sometimes? It depends, right? Like if you look at your life as a system and that all kind of balances up because everyone has different variables, right? Mm-hmm. For me, my point is I need some of that, but then I need to learn. And, you know, this is where I'm trying to learn how to do better is to just do things for the sake of doing things. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it'll turn into a project, right? It's like, I'll start something and then it's like, okay, how do I get really good, right? And then they start creating notes and systems and reading books. I'm like, I'm so tired. (laughs) Yes, I don't even want to do this anymore. (laughs) So whatever it is for me, at least, a percentage of the time that's spent like doing stuff that just, like let's say you told nobody and it was just for you, you'd still want to do it. And, you know, that's important. That's a good point. Yeah. Everyone's different though. I mean, when you're running a business, right? Like we're, you know, running a coding business. You guys both talked about the fact that it's not linear. Like yeah. I, you know, I, we're in roof coatings. I mean, I, you know, yeah. nine a million mm-hmm. years, I thought we'd be manufacturing roof coatings, right? Like right. When I first started, it was in sports marketing. So I think, you know, just kind of, it's just people, right? People mm-hmm. helping people. Mm-hmm. And some of that other stuff is just all about learning and, and stuff like that. So being and open being curious. Helps. 
Yeah. Being open and being curious because you've been curious, obviously, or you wouldn't be doing roof coatings right now. Right? <laughs> but, but I'm curious with, yeah, I'll start with uh, Christy. Is there anything that I did not ask that you wanted me to cover or you wanted to talk about? I don't think so. I think you really got our passion and our why about why, you know, women talk construction exists. And um, if we can make a difference for anybody in the world, if it could just be one person and we make it better for them, I think probably I'm going to leave with if Angela and I can move the needle a little bit to make it better for the next generation of folks entering the construction industry, we've done our job and, and no, it's not easy. We make it look easy. I think, I think in social media, it's super easy to make it look easy, but it's not, we work really hard, but it's worth it. And I also want to encourage those that are listening to do it. If you have a heart to do something that's going to help other people, just do it. People are going to come around you and rally around you and help you get started. It could be the difference between you living a miserable life or a very joyous and fulfilled life. So just jump out there and do, do the thing. Wonderful. And Angela, the same question. Well, I guess for me, the most impactful thing that I have done that I can think about, well, right now, the biggest is building relationships. I mean, you talk about it. Christy talks about it. I talk about it. That really has, I mean, I'm very much like you being an introvert and had many different roles in many different types of industries. And it's the learning the easy part. It's, it's the other that comes along with it and pushing yourself and, but building relationships, I mean, can be very incredible. And yes. I mean, it, it lasts for a lifetime. So what about you? Well, is there anything we haven't asked you? Yeah. No, I just had fun talking to you. I I love listening to people's stories and how, you know, their, their passion, obviously, you know, I I share your passion and wanting to make an impact. I think within the construction, the materials industry, there's a ton of opportunity to improve, right? Like, you know, it's not a bad industry, but there's, there's very, very clear areas that we can all improve. And I love that because that means that things can get better for people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have two young daughters and um, also, yeah, (laughs) I do too. (laughs) And so there's certain things I want to see, right. That, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. what you are both doing sustainability, you know, other, other uh, challenges the industry has, if I can make a small you know, impact in some way through collaboration, uh, that'd be a huge win, you know, because, you know, kids, you know, will know what you do, right? And you want to be able to look them in the face and say, you're kind of trying to make a positive difference. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And Christy and I want to see little girls on boards yes. on, you know, doing all the non-traditional senior project managers, whatever they want to do. Yes. So We can't wait to watch your girls flourish. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for having us on today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Specified Growth Podcast today. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash Tats Talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.